All right, so this actually comes from listener named Little Debbie. All right, so <laughs> Little Debbie, I like this listener All right. already. Little Deb. All right. <laughs> All right. So, what does Lane like better? A popcorn, B my snack cakes, or C Mary <laughs> Lois's cooking? <laughs> so answer wisely. The answer you is know? C. It's C. My wife cooks. <laughs> she listens to this show. C. C. He did not even hesitate, <laughs> did he? Oh, I think he hesitated a little bit. No, no. Honestly, whatever you said, A, whatever you said, A, I was going to be like, well, it's definitely A because I eat popcorn all the time. I love popcorn. Whatever you said, C, I was like, oh, I better go with C on this one. Are you looking for the spot to kick back, relax, and talk all things Southern Miss? Well, you're in the right place. Welcome to the Everyday Eagles podcast, the podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Everyday Eagles podcast. We are excited to talk some basketball um, with y'all. But before we do that, I need to bring in that lovable co-host of mine, that Sultan of SWAT, Mr. Lane Brady. The Sultan of SWAT. Sultan of SWAT. For tonight. I'm good yeah. with that. I tried, to, with I tried to give you some praise every now and then. You know, yeah. build you up. Yeah, I mean... Slow pitch softball, baby. That's yes, right. <laughs> Got to praise the king, right? Right. That's right. <laughs> no doubt. How's your week going, Chuck? It's going good, man. You know, it's about to start another week of work. So uh, excited to see what the week holds. I'm ready yeah. for this rain to go away, though. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of rain today. So. No doubt. Well, uh, I think I heard a knock at the door lane, and I think we've got the mailman coming in to to visit us. Oh, we're going to start the show with some mailbag stuff. Some mailbag special. All right, Mr. Pate Thaggard. Pate the mailman Thaggard. <laughs> hey, Pate. <laughs> What's up, so- fellas? How's it going? Good. What you doing? Oh, you know, just hanging around, having fun. That's right. <laughs> he sounds so excited, doesn't he? Listen to us. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long weekend. Yeah. School and working full time will definitely knock you out. So we we had some mail this week, huh? Some listeners put some more stuff out there for us. We sure did. We actually got a couple of questions coming in. Uh, we okay. got one. We got one emailed from Janet, and she asked, she said that, I just listened to the episode where you guys interviewed members of the Pride and absolutely loved it. Will you guys be doing more episodes like that with alumni from the band, cheerleaders, dance teams, Diamond Darlings, etc. in the future? Uh, yeah, I, Yes, Janet, that is a great question. And yes, actually just today, 
I spoke to a uh, former Dixie Darling who we're going to get lined up to come on the show soon. Um, if you know anybody that you think would be great to interview on the show, send us their name, their contact information if you have it. But absolutely, I think any chance we can get to showcase Southern Miss, we want to take. Am I, am I wrong, Lane? No, man, that's actually a great idea. Uh, you know, uh, Chuck was the one who originally lined up the uh, the Pride of Mississippi members. Uh, Katie and Nico. Yeah, he lined them mm-hmm. up, which was a great idea. It ended up being really, really good. They... Uh, they they bleed southern they, they bleed black and gold they're southern miss fans through and through and they they love their university and mm-hmm. i'll be honest i learned a lot through interviewing those two I didn't, right i mean right. you know my knowledge of some stuff outside of sports can be a little limited sometimes so it's fun to get people on here that we can ask questions too and they can teach us some stuff so that was it, it was a fun episode and uh it was we we actually met them we met katie sitting by her at a baseball game just being a fan mm-hmm. you know being a student being a fan coming to baseball games and she just casually mentioned she was in the pride and a little light bulb went off in chuck's head i guess so um it happens every now and then yeah but that's a good idea though right. i like i like of bringing in all those all those other organizations and other groups mm-hmm. and stuff i think that's a great idea anything we're all things southern miss so anything southern miss i'm game for it for sure absolutely and anyone you know if you're part of those organizations or uh, a part of those teams or groups you can reach out to us on facebook twitter instagram direct message us we'd be glad to get you guys on the show Please, yes. like, yeah, we'd love Please. to, we'd love to have you on, and love to know you want to be here. You know, we're not right. twisting your arm to come on. You know, so absolutely, absolutely. And then I've got a second question, and this one is specifically for Lane. Oh, is it so about cranberry comes- sauce? <laughs> <laughs> no, cra- no cranberry sauce involved. No this cranberry time. sauce this time. All right. Oddly enough, no cranberry sauce. But I'm this excited to hear this from... question. I don't know what this question is. Peyton <laughs> didn't even tell me I had a question tonight until just now. So you're about to get a, a raw here from <laughs> You might have to do some editing. Just, I was going to say, just remember podcast appropriate lane. <laughs> yes, podcast appropriate lane. All right. So this actually comes from listener named Little Debbie. All right. So <laughs> Little Debbie. <laughs> I like this list All right. already. Little nib. All right. <laughs> All right. So, what does Lane like better? A, popcorn. B, my snack cakes. Or C, Mary <laughs> Lois's cooking. <laughs> so answer wisely. The answer you is know? C. It's C. My wife cooks. <laughs> she listens to this show. C, C. He did not even hesitate, <laughs> did he? Oh, I think he hesitated a little bit. No, no. Honestly, whatever you said, a, whatever you said, a, I was gonna be like, well, it's definitely a, because I eat popcorn all the time. I love popcorn. Whatever you said, c, I was like, oh, I better go with c on this one. What if Mary Lois made a little Debbie cake out of popcorn? That sounds disgusting. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know, 
I wonder about Mary Lois's cooking because every time I come over, you make her order pizza. You're like, no, we're not feeding my friend your cooking. So I'm a little <laughs> apparently, yeah. <laughs> uh, it ain't that. It's more of a hey, I'm sorry I invited people over tonight, so I'm just gonna make this easy on you and buy pizza. <laughs> that's that's where that and then comes they from. they make me go pick it up. That's right, right. right. <laughs> Hey, and shout out to whoever sent that question in, because that proves that whoever that is has listened to more than one show because, this you know, it's got the Multiple episodes. And, yeah. So props to you, listener. Multiple. I would like Absolutely. to meet this little Debbie. So. Oh. Little Debbie. Where in fact, in fact, Lane said. No, he didn't. you will meet no, he him at the no, basketball he game, Guys, he I will have, wear the pink. Let me outfits. tell y'all something. I have not agreed to wearing this pink outfit. Not even the first episode. I don't even know where this idea came from. Chuck just spit it on me the first episode, and every episode he keeps saying it. I've never seen so, a penguin costume. I've never said yes. I've never. Every time he does it, we get off. I text Chuck. I'm like, dude, seriously, the penguin costume. So, little Debbie, meet us. No, at the ULL game, section M, come row twenty one. Come meet us, but I'm not wearing a penguin costume. <laughs> oh lord, Good I'm times. not wearing a penguin costume. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Well, Pete, is that all the mailbag questions we had? Yeah, that's all we've got for this week. I'm going to turn it back over to you guys. Thank you, all little right. Debbie. Thank you. Uh, was it Janet? Was that the one? Was that the Janet, yeah. Janet Janet, and little Deb. Thank you all. We appreciate it. Keep the questions coming, guys. That adds a for little, sure. little fun element and a little surprise element when Pete doesn't tell me beforehand. So. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uh, um, be of help. Thanks, Pete. <laughs> Thank we you, appreciate Pate. you. Pete, the mailman Thackers. So shout out to him. Well, Chuck, we kind of found a guest this week in an interesting way. You tell the listeners how you found this week's guest. Well, you know, I was I was reading all the thousands of positive reviews on Eagle Post, and I come across one that just was more positive than the others. I'm like, you know what? This is a story that I need to hear. So we're going to bring on a Mr. Ryan Clark. <laughs> Ryan, what's up, man? Hey, guys. What's going on? Glad to be here. So glad you're here, man. Glad to have you here, Ryan. We're going to have some fun tonight, man. We are. Excited. Well, so on the post, on Eagle Post, Ryan had noted that he was a, a transplant from Arkansas, and he attended his first uh, Golden Eagle basketball game at Reed Green Coliseum. So I thought it'd be fun to bring on somebody who had never been to Reed Green, who had never, you know, not necessarily, you know, a huge Southern Miss fan, but maybe turning into one. So we're just going to kind of get some unique perspective tonight from Ryan and, uh, well, Ryan, I guess the first question. Well, I'll take Go ahead, this too, yeah. guys. Listener, sorry to interject right here, Chuck, but I think it's worth noting, like, Chuck found this listener, or found this guest, and uh, we get on the show tonight, and we're chatting beforehand, and Ryan has a really interesting story about coming to Hattiesburg and mm -hmm. um, his investment into Southern Miss, because he's investing a lot of effort into our campus, uh, into a very special thing, and so... Um, Chuck's going to give him a chance here to talk about it in a minute, but guys, it's, it's really a treat, man. Like he's a, 
this is a, a good dude who's investing in our university. I'm excited to have him on. Yeah, absolutely, Lane, um, for sure. And I guess we'll start right out of the gate with that question. Ryan, what got you from Arkansas to Hattiesburg to Southern Miss? Yeah, so um, I guess it was about uh, a year ago, um, maybe a year and a half ago, I uh, partnered up with a close friend. Uh, he, he and his wife and family are, are friends with my wife and family, and, and he uh, – he, um, was getting ready to move down to, to Hattiesburg and uh, in the process of planting a campus ministry on campus that, uh, that I really just, uh, you know, I've kind of prayed about and was like, this is something I want to get behind. So uh, we made the decision to partner with them. And so last June, uh, we moved down here June 1st um, and kind of started that. And so we, uh, our ministry is basically, it's a small group based ministry where, um, we just really, we just want to pour into students' lives, um, kind of allow them to, um, to kind of experience what, what we feel like, um, the love of God is and, and teach them how to, what it means to become a disciple. And, um, in turn, uh, allow, teach them how to disciple others so that when they leave college and enter the work, um, the marketplace, they can be effective in those areas. And, and there's just, there's um, an interesting thing about the college campuses in the United States. Um, it's the most strategic mission field um, when it comes to ministry uh, ever, because um, it's the only place where people from all different walks of life and literally different countries from around the world will come and be in one location so, um, yeah, we exist to, to love students, um, to show them the love of God in a practical way and to teach them what it means to be a disciple of Christ and how they can continue on, um, not only being a disciple, but becoming a person who makes disciples and, uh, and impact their community. And so we have a heart, not only for our college, not only for Southern Miss, but for Hattiesburg as a whole. Um, and we're going to, we plan on doing events, not event, not necessarily events, but, um, but outreach is not just on campus, but take our college students into our community um, because we feel like God didn't call us just to serve um, the, the campus of Southern Miss, but also the community that we are a part of. And so, um, yeah, we're excited about that. And coming from Arkansas, I, uh, I grew up as a fan of Razorbacks and and saw um, attended game football, baseball, basketball games, and um, but when we when we decided to make the move, I I bought a ton of Southern Miss gear, and I am here. I'm a Golden Eagle. I bleed black and gold, and I am uh, I'm excited. How cool is that, man? That's awesome. Beyond cool. Is there a name, Ryan? Is there a name for this ministry that you guys have? So yeah. Yeah, we're uh, we're called Chi Alpha, um, and there's about 300 um, Chi Alpha campus ministries, uh, or there's a camp, Chi Alpha campus ministry on about 300 college campuses uh, in the United States. Um, we're a, a, an, an interdenominational ministry sponsored by the Assemblies of God, but um, but we we definitely don't. Uh, I mean, anybody is welcome. We don't we don't identify as like. Uh, only, only assemblies of God people are only non-denominational. So we're, we're welcoming of everyone. Um, we want, uh, we just want to create an opportunity for people to, 
to experience God and experience his love and, and find out what he has for their life. Now, are you guys located in like a, in like a building on campus or something? Like, where do you guys meet? So we're, yeah, we're actually like, this is our first semester. Um, last semester we were, we spent the entire semester uh, raising support as missionaries, just like missionaries that would go, uh, overseas to other countries, we have to raise our support budget before we're allowed uh, or able rather to be to set foot on campus full time. So uh, we recently, um, us and the other family, um, got our budget raised. And so this is our first semester on campus this spring semester. And so right now um, we're in the process of becoming an RSO. Uh, we've submitted our application. We've submitted our constitution and bylaws. We have about 10 uh, regular students that um, that would consider themselves a part of our, our ministry. We have uh, three officers. So um, the ball is rolling to become an RSO. And once that happens, uh, once we're a, uh, a registered student organization, we're able to, to meet on campus, um, rent out a room for our, our services, and do a lot more things on campus and have a lot more opportunities to uh, to serve the students and the and the faculty. Okay. Now, Ryan, we do have some college students that do listen to the podcast. If they were interested in checking you guys out, what would be their best route to do that to find you guys? Uh, their best route um, right now is to is to check us out on Instagram. Um, we have uh, we're pretty active on our uh, Instagram and. Uh, our information is uh, Southern Miss Chi Alpha, um, and that's C H I A L P H A. We're not a Greek organization. Uh, the name goes back to um, the uh, the Greek uh, Chi being the first letter for Christ, um, and so that's kind of where that comes in, and that's a whole other topic of conversation, but. But yeah, we have uh, we have an Instagram page where we're posting regularly. Um, we're actually getting ready to roll out small groups next week, where we will be meeting um, on Thursdays, different areas around campus, just to hang out with students um, and kind of develop that relationship. So uh, our social media is the best way to get a hold of cool. us. Cool. That's great, man. Uh, and I'm glad you said what RSA was because that was going to be my next question. I was like, what is an RSA? I, I thought, that too. Yeah, I, thought yeah. I was the only one out here who didn't. <laughs> no, I had no idea. Like, oh, yeah, of course, of course you got to be an RSA. Yeah. I mean, come uh-huh. on. Uh-huh. Um, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. So do y'all do like praise and worship or is it just small group? Is it? So, so right now, um, the, the, what we, the, the big picture maybe a, a, in a year is to do a large group setting, but we are prime. We, we do a lot of our stuff in a small group setting. So with this being our first full semester, um, we are emphasizing, um, with our small group. So, um, us as staff, the, the four that moved down, um, are leading small groups. So it's me, uh, and my wife, Katie, uh, we'll lead, she'll lead a girls group, I'll lead a guys group, and then the other couple, uh, Kyle and Heather uh, Hughes, they will also lead um, another guy and girl group. So uh, at meeting at different times, so different students uh, can mm-hmm. uh, can attend based on their schedules. But, but yeah, so once that happens, 
Um, uh, hopefully in another year, we'll, we'll do a large group that'll also meet uh, separate from small groups that will have uh, kind of like a, what you would, what you would associate with like a, a corporate uh, church service where there'll be some worship and um, a message and some other aspects like that. That's awesome, man. So I have a question. It's not necessarily ministry related, uh, but compare Hattiesburg to Fayetteville. Because you said you moved down from Fayetteville, right? Right. Yeah. So Fayetteville is Fayetteville is um, it's about eighty thousand uh, people uh, in the city uh, as a population, and it's real close to. Um, there's three cities. Had. Uh, Fayetteville, Springdale, and then Bentonville and Rogers. All all of those cities have about seventy to eighty thousand people, so they're a little bit bigger. Um, and they also Northwest Arkansas kind of feels a little bit different than the rest of the state of Arkansas. Um, the hospitality is is decent, but it does it does feel a little bit more of a of a college feel. I would even say that Fayetteville kind of has some hippie vibes to it a little bit. Uh, Hattiesburg reminds me of my hometown. Uh, I grew up in a city called Russellville that had a little uh, Division III uh, college university uh, called Arkansas Tech University. Um, the city was like 30,000 people. Um, and it, it has that feel to it. Uh, obviously, Hattiesburg's a little bit bigger than that. But um, I, uh, I love Hattiesburg. When the first time we came down, when we were just looking for uh, places to to live, and kind of the first time we looked at campus, we really fell in love. Campus is gorgeous, and honestly, um, I love the fact that we're here, and I'm I'm proud to call myself a Hattiesburger. Good deal. We're we're pretty fond of it too, aren't we, Chuck? We are very fond. It's of no it Purvis, sure. but it'll do, right, Chuck? <laughs> that's right no, nothing can be purvis <laughs> have you now. been to purvis uh ride I, I i have not been to purvis we did go to laurel hey I that's where i'm from bro that's a, that's a, that's the wrong prefer, way that's where i'm from i know i prefer i prefer hattiesburg over laurel i'll Amen. be honest and i we were a big fan of that television show too but but i just <laughs> there's just something about hattiesburg that, that oh on yeah my, my folks still live in laurel obviously i'm a hattiesburg guy too but uh i'm from laurel originally so there you go uh purvis where chuck's from they got a couple uh they got a couple catfish houses i don't know what else y'all got chuck that about it we got stone house got- man it's one of the best buffets around <laughs> Yeah, uh, we got two red lights. We're you know we're we're moving but up. What is worth? Ryan, Listen, I'll throw down. On for a what is buffet. worth? Ryan, hey, come we on, love man. Hattiesburg too. So <laughs> That's right. we say all that to say that Hattiesburg's home to us too. So That's right. Well, uh, man, I guess we'll dive into some Southern Miss stuff if that's cool with this you. basketball team, Chuck. Um, I'm I'm yeah. loving them. I'm loving the vibes we got happening in Hattiesburg right now. Right. There's a, a lot of energy on that court, man. They are so fun, man. Yeah. So for the listeners that hadn't heard yet, before we jump into the Holy Cow segment, let's just give a quick rundown of what happened, Chuck. I feel like that's good. Well, let's get, let's get, I want to hear Ryan's thoughts as a first time, you know, his first time ever coming to Reed Green. Yeah. What he thought yeah. about Yeah. Well, Ryan, what'd you think about it? 
All right. Well, I, I'll preface this by saying I have been to some pretty big games at, at on uh, Arkansas basketball games against like Kentucky and and Loud and everything, but this I have never watched a basketball team in person that is more fun to watch than our boys um, here at Southern Miss. They gel so well. They play like they have been playing together since AAU when they were 12 years mm-hmm. old. And um, and they have chemistry. And honestly, I, I didn't know what to expect. I watched a lot of the basketball from last season um, because, like I said, it was about a year and a half ago when we – uh, when we decided to move down here. And so I immediately, I love sports. So I, I watched it all as, as much as I could. And, and it is a complete turnaround and to go in to read green. Um, our seats were incredible. Tickets were very well priced. And by the time tip off um, to, to only have about 50% capacity, but to have it as loud as it was, it was just awesome. And one thing that really, really stuck out for me, because we brought both of our kids, I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old, they have never sat through a sporting event, ever. Um, In fact, usually I am begging them to stay at least until (laughs) halftime before they're dying to leave. And we brought brought both of their iPads so they could... Uh, be uh, have a little bit of entertainment if they wanted it. My oldest never touched his, and my youngest didn't ask for it until halftime. And we that was the first time as a parent that my kids stayed until the end of the game. And my oldest was just as enthused as I've ever seen him at a sporting event. So um, as a parent, that was that was amazing. The not just the not just the atmosphere from the team, but the fans, the environment was was kind of like as a fan, I wasn't. It was just it was kind of peaceful in in a, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. they were loud, but like my kids were able to sit and enjoy it um, without feeling overwhelmed by a bunch of people around us. Everybody was nice. Um, it was just a great environment, and I loved every second of it. That's awesome. Very cool. Yeah, we uh, it, it wasn't, you know, the atmosphere wasn't quite like this last year, you know. But I mean, Southern Miss fans, I'll say that about us. I'm sure you've seen that after watching us. I I think it's safe to say we have one of the more passionate fan bases, really around the country, in my opinion. We just of the people who are Southern Miss fans, we are massively passionate about sports here and about yeah. our teams. And we basically, I think this basketball season, the, the fans starting to show up and stuff just shows we were wanting something to fall in love with. We were just waiting on it to show up, you know, is what I kind of felt like was happening, you know. Um, and the minute it was this team shows up and they're this fun to watch and stuff, then the people start showing up. And it's it's a passionate fan base, man. We get into it for baseball too. and football it's 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 really fun you know the atmosphere wasn't always what it is now so i'm just enjoying it for what it is right chuck 
for sure has not always been what it is now. It's been several, several. Well, I'm going to take that back. Like, I think you hit the nail on the head, man. Um, this team is gelling. And uh, Scott Barry on his media day the other day, uh, actually, it wasn't his media day. It was when he was talking to the uh, Meridian baseball um, people. He said, look, the first thing you ever have to have on a team is chemistry. It's like if you have good chemistry and your teammates, then you're going to go out there and you're going to do as, as much as you can and play as hard as you can for your brother to help them win. So I think you're right. Uh, it, it's been a long time since we've had that, if we've ever had the amount of chemistry this team has. I, I can't think of maybe back in Neil Watson's day. Neil Watson's and, uh, crew had it. but Yeah, they did. Jay Mills and all them. Yeah. You're right. Um, but, for sure. But it, it's been a long time. It's just a fun team, man. It is. And quick recap of the week, guys. We play we played Arkansas State last Thursday. Um, pulled away from them and ended up winning that game 73 to 57. And then we play Texas State, and the score of the Texas State game really doesn't show how close that game was. We end up winning 67 to 58, but that game, it was neck and neck down to the last couple minutes. We kind of pulled ahead with a bunch of free throws. They had some bad positions late, and we took advantage of it and got a bunch of free throws to fall when they started intentionally fouling us and pulled away from them. But, I mean, that game was neck and neck for pretty much most of the game. Tough Texas State team that came in here. and uh, No doubt. We handled business that one, too. So, I think to recap these games, Chuck – you ready to rev up the Lane, let me Well, let me let me do a, a trigger warning or a, a preface something real quick. You know that we're not allowed to say neck anymore at Southern Miss. Oh, nabbit. So you need to you need to rephrase right. that we on were, your next we're next Carolina go this week. Carolina. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah, that's right. Uh, All right, man, go ahead. Lead so, us up. There. Yeah, you ready to rev up the old holy cow machine here? Start us off, Harry. Holy cow! All right, Chuck, you take it away first with your holy cow. Who? What this week made you say holy cow? Well, you know, uh, last week's show I talked about. Well, two weeks two weeks ago I talked about how I thought Hase was struggling something mentally, something going on. Um, he just wasn't. He, you know, he just wasn't playing his best game and he would be the first one to tell you that. And I said, look for him to start scoring close to 20 points. I think, you know, I think last week he did 18 and um, something, but these last two games I looked up and against uh, Arkansas state, was it? He had 17 and against, um, who did we just play? JM no, just JMU he had seventeen. Arkansas State, I think he had thirteen or fourteen. Arkansas State so, had thirteen. And then thirteen. Yeah, and then, JMU was seventeen. And then this last one we played this uh Texas State game. He had let's see here. He had seventeen against seventeen. State. So thirteen. So it was thirty State, points in two 17 games. Seventeen against yeah. Texas State. So that's good. That's good. I, I think he's finally coming out of a slump. Um, you you can tell when he gets onto himself on the court. It, it's you know he's like, oh, I know I should have made that, or I just messed up there. Um, so I, I give it to Hase. He made me say, "Holy cow!" I think he's working through uh, whatever's going on, and he's leaving it all on the court. He's starting to joke around a lot more, starting to have a lot more fun. 
Um, I think that's because his good buddy Alvarez is back. But uh, Hase, Hase gets my holy cow. People are playing him a little bit tighter than they did at the start of the season, too. So he's had oh, 100%. a yeah. little bit of a slump with tight coverage on him. So it's tough. And and can I give a can I give an honorable mention? Yeah, I get. Yes, right? you make it up the rules here. Go ahead. I'm just <laughs> as we go, go as we go. Well, I know that I, I, Ryan and I talked about you know what his holy cow. So I know it's not his. I don't care if it's yours. Um, but hey, I'm gonna give a holy cow to Cardona for getting a technical. Right? I mean, he got a technical for saying back back. Uh, I think the referee thought he was complaining and talking about him. Um, you know, referees have thin skin these days. I don't, I don't know what's going on with them, but, uh, go Cardona. And I, Jay, if you're listening and I know you listen to our show, I will take Cardona's energy for a technical file any day of the week. Let that man loose. Absolutely. Let him loose. These Sunbelt officials are, I don't know if this is Christian to say here, Ryan, so I'm sorry, but they are atrocious. These from Belt basketball officials. I just, man, I was fuming at that Texas State game. At that, that guy called that technical from the other side of the court, Chuck. He didn't know what he said. I mean, literally, he called it from the other side of the court. Called the technical. I just, I don't know, man. We we've had some doozies of officials this year in basketball. I hope baseball's better. I'll be honest, and it, it's not just the Sun Belt. I have seen atrocious officiating um, in several different leagues, and I don't know if they just all decided to skip whatever summer training they were going to have to go through or what, but um, or they all missed their eye appointment. I don't know, but I agree. There's been some really, really I mean, bad just calls. the fact he called a technical from the opposite side of the court. When there was a guy standing right over there beside yeah. Cardona who didn't, who didn't call it, I just I don't get I don't get why you call that there, you know, like it doesn't make sense to me. But whatever. So, uh, Ryan, what player or play made you say "Holy cow!" this past week? Uh, so uh, I w- have I w- didn't didn't get to watch a lot of the last two games, but um, going back to the JMU game, uh, DeAndre Pinkney. I mean, he. Uh, he had 28 points that game, and he just uh, that second half. It, he just it's like he just came unglued, and he just went off. Um, my my son was also just uh, he came out of his chair the entire time our offense would have the ball because, and he was just cheering, uh, chanting DeAndre the entire time, and. Actually, when we left, he was yelling DeAndre's name all the way to the car. So um, that guy was well, DeAndre so fun did, to watch. He did I have 18 was, against Arkansas State, 10 against uh, Texas State. So he's still a good mention even this week, even though you mentioned last week. He's still a good mention for this week. He's a good mention pretty much every week. And I want to. I also want to say that um, – that, uh, Cardona is just the energy he has is insane. I don't know how he has a voice um, after games uh, because of how much he's yelling and how much he is uh, just in the game. And he is 
he's a coach that's fun to see on the sideline. His energy is, oh, yeah, is something man. special. You need to bring your kid down close and give him to speak to DeAndre. DeAndre's a good dude, man. He he stops and takes pictures when my like my kids taking pictures with him several times and you see him after down there taking pictures with kids and stuff. Like he's a good dude. He he enjoys getting to meet the the little fans and stuff, you know. Yeah, we're gonna we're definitely gonna be going to a few more games and so uh yeah, I plan on doing that. I mean my son even even randomly during the week he'll say, Man, I really want DeAndre's autograph, so That'll definitely be something yeah. we try to get done. We can we can make that happen for you, man. Find us, find He's us. He's a good yeah. one. He's a fun guy to to talk to. So, um, so I guess that brings it to me, huh? So, my holy cow! I'm gonna go with a play this time, Chuck, instead of a player. My holy cow play is uh late in the game against Texas State. We had it's a tight game, you know. It's a uh, what I say, Sweet Caroline to Sweet Caroline, since we've replaced Nick with Sweet Caroline now, Chuck. So it was that. Yes. <laughs> it was that. And uh and Austin Crowley with a big steal. I thought he was gonna finish it with slamming down a dunk, but he couldn't because the guy literally was holding his hand trying to foul him the whole way. And by the way, that didn't get called till late either. But the guy right. some belt officials, but the guy, so anyway, Crowley steals the ball. Drive, you know, he gets a big steal on the inbounds pass, drives the lane. Looks like he's about to slam it down, but the guy's literally holding his arm, his off arm. And Crowley just kind of loops under the bucket and flips it up and in for an AM1 uh, point and then makes his free throw, turns it into a three point play. And to me, that was kind of the exclamation point. The finishing moment on the game, I think it was the loudest moment in the stadium. They they had it measured on decibels and stuff. I don't have the number with me, but he uh, that was the loudest moment in in the Coliseum that night or that day. And it just kind of it was kind of the exclamation point on it. You know, you after he scored, you look out there and Texas State players kind of huddled up and they were talking and stuff. I feel like they were. You know, look, guys, it's about time to go home. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you just felt yeah. like they just knew, like, it's over. Uh, which, by the way, that was Crowley's 52nd steal of the season. The guy's playing wow. next-level defense. So, um, yeah. And, you know, another thing, let it be known that Texas State was back-to-back Sun Belt champions. Yeah, they're a good team. So I mean I know they got some some injury bugs, but uh I mean they were tough. They're not. They're yeah. They're not a, a, a easy win by any so, means. Some other notable statistical leaders. Uh, when you look at the stat sheet, make you go wow. Uh, some other guys like that. Um, we already mentioned Pinkney. He was the point leader against uh Arkansas State with 18 we already mentioned him you already mentioned Hase those were the top two point guys against Arkansas State and Crowley came in with 12 points two steals Denajay Harris had 11 points in that one and uh here's the big number to me with Denajay Harris he had 10 rebounds against Arkansas State and he played 30 minutes so we're seeing we're seeing Harris's role kind of tick up as a was it Harris that got a double double uh I believe so. Um, yeah, it was either, I think it was Harris had a double double the last game. Maybe Mo Arnold. One, Mo had a big yeah. game the last so, one yeah. too. 
But we're starting to see guys like Denajay Harris, which he's played all season, but we're starting to see these guys. Mm-hmm. You know, Denajay's getting his numbers up there into the 30-minute mark and more on minutes played. And Mo Arnold, he's starting to play a lot. And Donovan Ivory's played some meaningful minutes too. So those guys are starting to kind of – etch out a role and that's big man when you can rest your big guys a little bit and uh that was big and then going into the next game game against texas state this was the one that was next well sweet carolina sweet carolina (laughs) all the way to the end uh crowley point leader in that one with 24 three steals uh you mentioned hase we mentioned pinkney those were the next two and really, guys, it was the story. It was the story of those three against Texas State. Texas State did a pretty good job of limiting everybody else. Alvarez had seven points, but I mean, aside from that, those three accounted for most of our points that night. Uh, but I will say this: Tyler Mormon, he only played eight minutes. In those eight minutes, he had three rebounds. Uh, he, he had an assist, he had a block shot, he had a steal, six point, you know, you feel like uh, Tyler Mormon had a pretty good role there. He got to the line a few times, got some of their guys in foul trouble. So those guys are starting to etch out a role a little bit, guys like Mormon and Ivory. And if we can get the meaningful minutes out of them late in the season, that's huge. And that's what's starting mm-hmm. to happen, so... Uh, that's your recap of last week's game. Anything, Chuck, anything you would like to add to that? No, Ryan, what about you, man? Uh, no, I think that, that, uh, that was pretty well covered. (laughs) Good deal. (laughs) Well, not a confidence there, baby. I'm crushing it. All right. Well, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it for me too, guys. Good week last week. Uh, right now, looking at Sunbelt standings, guess what, baby? We're sitting up there at the top. The Golden Eagles, we are tied with uh, the Cajuns of Louisiana. Um, both are 8-2 and two in the conference, and, ni- and we're 19-4 and four overall, and they're 18-4 and four overall. So, Which means what, Lane? It means this game coming up here in about two weeks is massive. It's and huge if, if everything here's holds an the way interesting it is now. stat for you, Chuck. When you look at all the teams in our conference, and we talked about how tough Marshall is to go win at, there are two teams that are undefeated at home. Southern Miss is 12-0. and Louisiana's 9-0. and So, wow. pretty big pretty big game coming up here soon. So, um, But we have another whole week of basketball to go before we get there. We do. How we we only have what two home games? Uh, left? We got Loft, We got Louisiana at home uh, next Thursday. We got Monroe. You almost got caught there uh, with Lafayette. I'm, I'm hanging on to that crawfish, son. <laughs> hanging on by a thread. <laughs> we got Monroe right. left on that Saturday, and then we've got one more game against Georgia Southern at home, and that's it. So yeah, we got three home games left. Three home. I thought okay. I thought we only had two. Three gotcha. home games left. So nice. So how many games total left? Two, five, three, four, five, five, six, seven, eight. Seven, eight, 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 eight total games eight. left. We got a little bit of a road streak coming. So 
Yeah. Not a huge fan of that. We've done so good at home. You hate to see us have to go on the road for a road trip here, but you got to win on the road now. We can't host, we can't host everything. It'd be nice, but you can't host at all. So we got to, you got to win those road games. And they're always tough to do. So that being said, let's head into the, well, this upcoming week. Well, let's cover who we played this week. We got Troy. Coming up on Thursday, uh, this Thursday, 6 o'clock tip-off. It is at Troy. And then we head to Georgia State on Saturday. That's a 1 o'clock tip-off. Uh, so you have Troy at 6 o'clock, Georgia State at 1 o'clock uh, this week. And uh, let's wrap up the old can't wait segment here. Can't wait. All right, Chuck, you take it away with what about this week makes you say, I can't wait. And again, Chuck, I emphasize, what about this week? (laughs) (laughs) I cannot wait. Chuck tried to cheat before the show and say he was going to go ahead and start talking about the Lafayette game. Oh, I don't want to. And I don't don't want to pull LSU and start looking ahead and pass people. So I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm looking forward to, I'm going to say the next game, which is a Troy. I want us to go in there and make Troy's house our house. No offense, Troy boys, if you're listening, we love y'all. Um, but we just we we owe it to y'all after football. Um, so we just need to go in there and take care of business against Troy, and that's I can't wait till we do that. All right, good deal, Ryan. What about this week makes you say you can't wait? Uh, well, uh, he uh, Chuck stole mine. So, oh, of course, no, it's good. Uh, of course, I, I, I'm. I, I can't wait. Uh, I know that. Speaking on the Troy game, we they played us pretty close last time, and I'm looking forward to to get to sweeping in this uh, in this regular season. But uh, I just can't wait to end the week in what I think is going to be two and zero for the week, um, and and really sitting pretty um for uh for the standings and honestly um hoping praying that uh louisiana uh gets a loss this week and puts us up before we get into that game but i'm looking at, at ending this week uh two and oh uh for the week yeah no doubt and uh guys with my can't wait uh, I'm gonna talk, you know. I'm gonna do what I always do. I'm gonna talk about both teams a little bit and the matchups. I can't wait to see. But honestly, the game I really can't wait for is that Troy game. We win by we won by six by four points at home against them. We all know our place is a hard place to play at home. Uh, that was a game Crowley kind of he had a big night against them with 17, and Hase had 16 last time we played them. Those two were the leaders. Crowley had five steals against them. So, you know, it's going to take a good effort out of these guys too because uh, Troy, I've got stats from the last time we played them pulled up, and the guy that had the night for them was Zay Williams, number 10. He had 19 points against us the last time we played. And so Zay Williams, uh, big-time player, for him he uh he had a big game against us 
Uh, that's the guy that I think is going to be, we got to find a way to stop him. He's not really their point leader on the season. He just had a big night against us, which is kind of funny how that happens sometimes. Um, but Troy, the guys to watch for in that game, I already mentioned Zay Williams. He's actually leading their team in blocks. He's a big guy down low for him, number 10. Um, really good player down low for him. And then their, uh, their point leaders, are actually uh, Duke Miles, number three, uh, Christian Eugene, number five, and then Zay, like I said. So really, you got three, five, and ten are the three to watch for, and the one I can't wait to see is how we handle number ten uh, because that's, that's the guy that hurt us last time we played him. So that's my can't wait against Troy. Against Georgia State, the matchups I'm looking forward to seeing. Um... I'm looking forward to seeing us try to handle this Dwan Odom kid. He plays down low, or he, he's number one, plays down low for him. Uh, he's, or well, he's a guard. He don't play down low for him. He's a guard. He is six foot two, 182 pounds. Uh, he has 15 blocks on the season, 22 steals on the season, and averages 13.8 points a game. So he's a good player. That's number one. So to me, he's the guy we got to stop. All in all, they got some other pretty good players, too. Really, Georgia State's kind of a team where everybody contributes a little bit. They've got five guys averaging over 10 points a game, so kind of the same setup as the uh, as the James Madison crew that came in here. Remember that game, Chuck, when I mentioned that literally everybody scores for them? <laughs> so, right, yes. Yeah. So when you ask Leighton, if he'd rather be eaten by one giant fish or a thousand little fishes. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of that kind of same setup with Georgia State. They don't really have one just stud other than number one. But he's, you know, they got several pretty good ones. So um, another thing to mention about Troy, this Zay Williams guy that we struggled with last time, he is six foot nine playing forward. So he's a large fella. So going to be a lot down low to handle there. So that's my two main matchups is Zay Williams, number 10 for Troy and, uh, Dwan Odom, number one for Georgia state. But, um, yeah, so I can't wait to see how we handle those two big guys, big players for their teams. So, uh, Chuck, anything else about this week? No, man, I'm just excited. Uh, we may, May need to get together and watch it, man. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, Ryan, anything else about this week? Uh, no, I think uh, I'm just excited to uh, to get to watch these games. Um, I really do think that the Troy is going to be the tough test for us. It is. Um, mm -hmm. if we can get if we can get past Troy, I think uh, I think we're going to be we're going to be in good shape, but. It's always difficult, a little difficult to play on the road. So, um, and with them coming coming to our house, like you said, and only uh, and only them only losing by four, um, we got we got to be on our A game. Yeah, it's uh it's easy to sit here and think about that Lafayette game, guys, because I've thought about it too. How big that would be, especially if we go two and zero this week and Lafayette does, and then they come in else and it's right. a, basically a regular season championship game which needs means the re green should be standing room only i mean yeah absolutely we're gonna cover all that here on next week's show but 
you know, that's yeah. that's a storyline for next week, but we got to handle our business first. And this Troy game, honestly, True. guys, the Troy game is the one that scares me. If we get past Troy, I'll feel a lot better about Georgia State. So Troy's going to be a tough yeah. game. Um, so I think you're right on that one, Ryan, that Troy's, Troy's the big one. That's the booger this week we got to get by. So, again, reminder, we play Troy Thursday night, 6 o'clock tip-off. We play Georgia State Saturday, a 1 o'clock tip-off. You're going to want to keep up with those two games there for our guys. It's a it's a big point of the season, man. This is where you either win it or you lose it as far as the regular season championship goes. So, um, y'all ready to look forward to some Lady Eagles basketball, Chuck? Yeah, man. So, yeah, guys, the Lady Eagles this past week, they uh, – they went one and one, lost a heartbreaker to Texas State. Um, By one point. No, it? it ended up being a, it ended up being a ten point game. It was an overtime. We took them to overtime. Oh, and we, oh we, yeah. They got the best of. They went on a fourteen to four run in overtime to beat us. So uh-huh. they got us. Um, but you know that's gonna happen. Some it was a tough loss on the road there. Uh, we did. Beat we beat our- any any word on Dom Davis? Uh, not that I've heard yet. Okay, so somebody told me that she she hit the floor hard and she had just come back from a back injury, so they were worried. So I don't I don't know if if Dominique's okay or um if she's gonna have to sit out a game. I haven't seen yeah. anything about an injury yet, Chuck. I don't. That's that's good. That's a good um, sign. But yeah, so then they they beat Arkansas State. Uh. So we we beat Arkansas State 68-59, which crazy storyline here, guys. We go in at the half down by 10 and end up winning by 9. So just ran away with it. Really, the you know, we outscored them by 7 in the third period, and we outscored them by 12 in the fourth period. I mean, we just we ran away with it late. Um, so Lady Eagles went 1-1 one and one on the week last week. Uh, currently in the in the women's basketball rankings, we are now tied for second, and we are in a four way tie. Troy took over as the leader, so they're they're sitting as the leader. They're one game up on everybody. They're eight and two overall, um, and we are tied with. I just had it pulled up a minute. Let me pull it back up. All right, so we are tied with James Madison, Texas State, and uh, Louisiana Lafayette. So that's we're in a four-way tie with them for second. All of us are seven and three. So uh, this week in basketball, guys, we play Old Dominion at Southern Miss. So we got we got two home games this week, guys. Two big home games. So we got Old Dominion coming to town Thursday night. Uh, that's a six o'clock tip off, and we got South Alabama, the the old that bunch from Mobile. We got South Alabama coming into town um, Saturday. Side uh, side note: This has nothing to do with basketball um, and everything to do with South Al. But uh, did you hear the breaking news of who South South Alabama hired tonight? Yeah, I Sunday. heard something about it. I didn't know if it was true or not, though. He is going to be the cornerbacks coach, uh, ex-Southern Miss head football coach Jay Hobson, to uh, be the cornerbacks coach at South Al. 
uh, this coming year. We we took their coach, and they were like, well, we'll just take one of your old ones then. Good trade. Good trade. There you go. Well, uh, well, yeah. So, so again, we bought. So again, this week's schedule for Lady Eagle basketball: Old Dominion Thursday night, six o'clock tip off. South Alabama Saturday, two o'clock tip off. Recap of last week. Um, in the uh, let's go to the Arkansas State game first. That was the game last Thursday. Our leaders were. Um, Dom Davis in points scored. She scored 16. Uh, after her was Malia Grayson. Dom, interesting stat here, she led the team in rebounds too. She had 10 rebounds. Malia had nine. Ja'Cory Bracey came in after that with nine rebounds and 11 points. So those three really had big games there. Um, and then, you know, the rest of the Eagles, they, they pitched in too. Laney Cornfield, number four, the girl I – Told y'all I love watching play. She led the team in steals before uh, and ended up getting 11 points on the day. So just an all-around good game, you know, good con contribution, especially whenever you get four different ladies scoring over 10 points. That's that's a pretty good distribution of points, you know what I'm saying, Chuck? So, yeah, it's good. Good, you know, good to see right there. They're sharing the sharing the wealth a little bit. And then we go to the Texas State game. This was the one we lost on Saturday. Uh, by the way, Femi Funes, number 15 for us, she played 40 minutes. And so did Laney Cornfield in that game against Texas State. So big minutes played there by a couple ladies. They contributed a lot. And, uh, uh, Phineas scored 14 points and Laney Cornfield scored also scored 14. So pop quiz, does anybody know, Brian, you may know the answer to this being a sports guy. Um, and I don't know how it is with, uh, SEC, but you know, the guys in basketball play two quarters, two 20 minute quarters. The girls play four 10 minute quarters. Why do they, why, what do you, what do you think's up with that? Why do you think they do that? I, I I've never honestly wondered. Like I mean, I've noticed that's how they do oh, it. Really? But I've never wondered why do they do that. <laughs> I've I've oft, I've often wondered and speculated, but I have no idea. I don't either. I just thought it was weird. It's just strange. Yeah, it is strange. So Chuck, I'm looking up Dom Davis right now. I'm not seeing anything, but she did only play 11 minutes that last game. Well, that not, yeah, may not be good. That's not good, right. but yeah, I want to say it was early in the second quarter when well, she, she only hit the played floor. eleven minutes, and then Phineas came in and played, uh, and played forty, you know, and Cornfield played forty. Yeah. Um. So the fact that they played more minutes than normal and she played only eleven leads me to believe she couldn't come back yeah. in. Um, so right. Against Texas State, though, guys, really we had three players lead the way in scoring. Jacoria, we already mentioned Cornfield, Finesse, and then Jacoria Bracey. She hung 10 points on them. And so um, had several steals. Several ladies got some steals. A lot of the names we've already mentioned got some steals in there. Lauren Gross added a couple steals along with that. And then um, rebound-wise – Really, Malia Grayson led the way, and then Phineas came in after that, and then Cornfield. So, really, it was those three that kind of, or those three, those four that led the way. So, 
fun group of Lady Eagles, man. It's hard to really go through stats with them because all of them contribute. You know, it's hard to be like, well, this person had a big night. When you look down the stat sheet and three other girls were one or two points behind her, you know, so they all contribute. So, um, and guys are still in the heat of a, of a big time battle, man. They're still in the heat of a, of a battle to try to be conference champions regular season. Still got a shot to do it. These two home games this week are big though. And so we need to, Chuck, how awesome would it be to bring a big crowd to a Lady Eagles basketball game, man? It would be very, I'm very think, awesome. I'm thinking about, uh, of course, I'm I'm a little partial to the ladies' basketball team because uh, I'm I'm I've developed uh, a kind of a friendship with Lauren Gross. We go to church together, um, and so uh, number twenty two. So she's she's a fan uh, of of the Clark family. So I'm actually contemplating. Uh, probably hitting up either uh either the old dominion or the south alabama game just to just to get there and and uh give them some support give them some Um, they play a fun brand of basketball over there i've talked about that before but they play really hard man um it's fun to watch lauren gross is a good one too man she uh seems like a great kid too she was I was on the course. I got a little 10-month-old, Ryan. You'll like this. I got a little 10-month-old girl. And I was holding her on the court. And Lauren, after the game, I noticed Molly's my little girl's name. I noticed Molly's, like, staring off to the side at somebody. And I look over there, and Lauren's, like, waving at her, making faces at her. And then walked up to her and started talking to her and stuff. And so she just seemed like a great kid. Lauren's awesome. She's got a good heart. Uh, And she's, uh, she's an extremely hard worker. Um, she's actually in the PhD program and, um, the goals that she has are, are pretty awesome goals. And she, um, she's one of the hardest working, uh, kids I've ever come across. So, uh, definitely excited to see, uh, the kinds of things she does after, uh, after graduation, but looking forward to, to cheering her on, on the hardwood, uh, uh, this season for sure. Oh yeah, and she's been she's been around a while now. Like you mentioned, working on PhD, she's a graduate student here, and uh, you know she um, she's been here for a few years now. So she transferred as a sophomore. So she had to sit out her sophomore season. And she's played. This is our third year to play for the Golden Eagles. So just a really fun player to keep up with. So, I'll tell y'all, man, when both teams are good. Like, Chuck, have we ever seen both teams be this good before? No. I, I, no. no. I think it's awesome, and I, I pray that both of them can come out on top on the SBC. Like, Ryan, how cool is it that both teams are rocking and rolling like this? We got two teams fighting for a conference title. That, that's rare, huh? Yeah, I think that, that, that's, that doesn't happen a lot, and I think it's something that the fan base can get behind and get and get proud of. Um. How awesome would it be to to, to bring home a, a conference championship um, in both uh, men's and women's basketball this year? First year in the in the Sun Belt, I think that's a, that's definitely a possibility. And you know, if you had mentioned that before the season, we would all been like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> but I mean, the fact that we're here, it's it's in the sights, man. We can do it. So we control our own destiny. And listeners, you need to be there this week to support the Lady Eagles. They deserve it. Big games. We all we need to pack that place out for them. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's all I got, Chuck. That's all I got. Ryan, you got uh, any final thoughts or words of encouragement or anything like that uh, you want to share? You no, know, I think uh, I think I've said all all I can think of. I'm just uh, I just appreciate you guys having me on. It's definitely been fun, uh, especially as a as a newcomer to the the Golden Eagle fan base to uh, to be invited on um, a popular podcast like this and kind of just share a little bit about uh, where I come from and. And uh, what uh, what all I'm doing here on campus, I, I definitely appreciate this opportunity more than more than you'll know. Well, we appreciate you coming on. We cannot wait for you to experience the Pete in a couple of weeks. So, um, oh, I'll it's going to be oh, yeah. yeah, it's going to be rocking and rolling. Uh, it's not as big as Bomb, but you're going to find it's a. I feel like it's an intimate setting with fans. You know what I mean? It like, is. The fans are like. From it's the not about the size. I, I've watched a, enough uh, Southern Miss baseball games to know um, that even if it's smaller than Bomb or smaller than anywhere, um, it's still electric when those fans get uh, get to get to cheering. So I'm definitely excited to experience that. Yeah. It's it's a fan base that loves their team, and uh, for sure they really show that love when they get there. So. It's been fun, man, and we, Chuck and I, we have some pretty good ideas for preseason shows coming up. I feel like we say uh-huh. it every week, but I feel like we got some good, point, we got some good stuff coming. I feel like Don't, this point, we're just there. dangling a carrot in front of people's faces. Right, ball's like, <laughs> coming, but uh, we we'll, we got some stuff in the works. We gotta, you know, let time run its course and right go in order here. But uh, when it gets here, we'll we got some fun stuff in line for baseball. That'll be a good time. So. Ryan, we enjoyed it, man. Thank you. Is there anything listeners can do to help support your ministry? Man, uh, right now, uh, we definitely covet prayers. Um, that's something that we, uh, we can never have too much of. So, um, so absolutely, if, if people would, uh, would be praying. Other than that, um, follow us on our social media. Like I said, uh, Southern Miss Chi Alpha on Instagram. Um, I have, uh, my name's Ryan Clark. You can find me on, on Instagram and Facebook. And, um, I share a lot of, a lot of the kind of behind the scenes stuff of what we're doing, some student stories and things. So, so yeah, anybody who, uh, who wants to can, can look for us there and be happy to, uh, to talk more about what we're doing and, uh, what we've, uh, what we've been up to this semester so far. Good day. Can't wait. For sure, man. Look look forward to hearing some stories in the future. We're glad you Ryan. Appreciate it. Y'all go follow Southern Miss Kai Alpha on Instagram and check out Ryan Clark. Um, thank you, Ryan, for coming on the show. And thank you, Pate, for making a sound and look good. Thank you, King Brady, for joining us. And thank you, listeners, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to hear what two average Joes have to say about Southern Miss. We'll talk to y'all next time. And as always, Southern Miss to the top. Thank you for checking out the Everyday Eagles podcast. The podcast for Southern Miss fans by Southern Miss fans. Be sure to subscribe and follow our show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And don't forget to leave us a rating and share this podcast with a fellow Golden Eagle.
You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Everyday Eagles Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Everyday underscore Eagles. To learn more about the podcast or to inquire about being a guest on the show, visit our website at edepodcast.com. Thanks again for joining us today. We will catch you next time on the Everyday Eagles Podcast. And as always, Southern Miss to the top.